This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Uh, no, it's 739. You know what I mean. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, I thought it was, but I, then I, I thought if I, I don't know. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 330 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. Yeah, 330 episodes. That's a lot. That is quite a bit. Yeah. It's a nice round number. Uh-huh. Because, you know, it ends in a zero. So it automatically makes it a round number. Yes. If it was like 888, it would probably be an even rounder number. Kind of, because eights are very round. Tops and bottoms rounds. (laughs) Bottom round. (laughs) (laughs) It's also a cut of meat. Mm. Yes. So how goes it? Goes pretty well. Goes pretty well. How about yourself? How's it going for you? It goes fairly well. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Good. I watched some shows and some stuff and some things. I watched some shows. Uh, don't believe that I actually watched any movies, just some shows. I got a couple movies I watched. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got one that I actually, I think I forgot to talk about. Really? I don't remember talking about it, so we'll get, well, I'll talk about it when we get to the movie section. Okay. So you didn't watch that movie I asked you to watch? I did not watch that movie that you asked me to watch. Okay. But I will. In okay. fact, I'm going to make a note of it right here. Watch. What was the name of it again? Terror Trips. Terror Trips. Mm. Okay. It's it's not phenomenal. Right. Sometimes, sometimes you've got to watch stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to watch a bad one and then share it with somebody. It's actually, I mean, it's not even that terrible. Okay. Um, I watched the whole movie. There's like two. There's a mid credit scene and a, and a PS scene. So I watched it all the way through the credits. And when I watched it through the credits, I was just like, what the hell? Well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so I went on Twitter and I found their twi- their Twitter page, the movie's Twitter page, mm-hmm. and I sent them a DM basically saying, this doesn't make any sense. Why would this person blah, blah, blah? And they actually responded. Nice. Yeah. Was it a and satisfying it, explanation? Well, honestly, yeah, it was. It, it was it, – it was, um, <clears throat> after you watch it, I'll explain it more. Okay. But they were just like, well, you know, blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. It was a, it was a lengthy response. Even like I debated taking this, this scene out of the movie and this and that and everything. Wow. So I wrote back, like I wasn't expecting a response. I appreciate you taking the time. And then I responded to his long statement. 
And then he responded and he goes, and as for her responding, you had a question about my movie and you weren't being rude about it. The very least I can do is reply and tell you what I was thinking. <laughs> nice. He goes, you showed interest in my film and I know you watched the whole thing. <laughs> so I should at least engage with you on it further. <laughs> I, was, I, wrote back like, I wrote back like, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, a um, good point. the next movie he's making, he's actually the producer of it. Like an actual producer. And they're doing a sequel to the 1980s flick, The Mutilator. Hmm. So I'm actually kind of excited about that because I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. So anyhow, that's kind of like, all right. That's why I was like, you need to watch this movie because I want to talk yeah. to you more about it. Yeah. I, I just like that. Well, you actually watched it. You weren't rude. You had a genuine <laughs> question or comment. <laughs> yeah, that's so probably that a very was, rare thing. Yeah, well, probably, yeah. So I thought that was really cool. So after you watch it, well, we can uh, digest it or di- dissect it a bit more. But um, uh, so let's just start out. Um, I've not watched any. I'm not going to tell you what I didn't watch. I'll just tell you what I watched. Um, we watched Ghosts, and I loved it. I loved it as well. Oh, my God. When the guy showed up and he was like a legitimate Native American. And, and I like uh, I like how like the, the people that so so what it was is um some new neighbors bought a house to join their property. There's this hundred year old tree that they're gonna cut down for the same reasons why Kate and I had our old hundred foot hundred year old tree cut down. It was dying in the middle, it was gonna fall on our house someday. And we like they said, this guy gets happen. paid thousands of dollars to know this stuff. Right, exactly. And so is it so Sass tells Sam that hey, that's significant to the Lape people. And those 13 marks mean represent Lenape's 13 dialects and this and that. So Sam writes an op, open op-ed and people protest and they get the tree from being cut down. And then the people that own the property, they're like really nice, genuinely nice people. Mm-hmm. And they like and they hired like uh, a botanist to come and check and be like, yeah, this tree needs to go. Mm-hmm. And then they had a Lenape like historian come and go. There's only two dialects in the Lenape language, and it turns out Sass lied. This was every time a girl said hi to him. Yeah, the one who's Not, currently at the town hall or whatever it is. Yeah, the, yeah. The newspaper place where she pitched the op-ed. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's literally a a place where like she would just say hi, and they mm-hmm. cut the scenes of him just saying hi. Some were like hi and passing or saying hi back to him or a couple of them were like oh hey and he would mark the tree the 13 times that she said hi not that they had sex or fooled around or kissed or anything just her literally saying hi to him and mm-hmm. i like how everyone's like did hi mean something different yeah <laughs> was there more to it than that yeah uh jay being jay and Sam being like, we just die already so we can be best friends. Right. Or like, or like, you don't deserve, <laughs> like Sam, you don't deserve Jay. <laughs> Pete, they have such you know? a great relationship, Sam and Jay. Uh, like, Pete and Jay. Pete and Jay, yes. Yeah. Well, Sam and Jay do have one too, you know? Yes, yes. But yes. Because <laughs> they're married and all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Meanwhile, Trevor gives Thor some advice and says, hey, dude. If you want to get Flower to like you, what you need to do is take an interest in her interest. Like, she's interested in the environment, so you should take an interest. And yes. so he's just like, 
how about the environment? She's like, well, what do you mean? And basically he can't back it up. So then Trevor gets on the internet and shows him different things about the environment. And when he discovers that the uh, global warming is causing uh, the ocean levels to change and that that's where, you know, salmon live and that's where carp live. And that, you know, now all these fish are going to die and he loves these fish. So now he cares about it. Yeah. Um, so he legitimately does get very worked up over it. And he, like, he starts, uh, cursing everybody because, you know, Sam's blow drying for two hours a day and it's, uh, it's draining the environment and killing off the ice caps and stuff like that. And so he gets a little too over into it and then they, they course correct him and they're like, Hey. If global warming happens, uh, that means the living are going to die sooner. And then, you know, there'll be more people to hang out with us. And he's like, oh, that's a good thing. Okay, then. So now he's back on board with the environment being destroyed. Yeah. And then uh, when he's like talking about, I like it when Trevor asks like uh, Flower, like, so is, is he losing you? Yeah, but I'll forget it. So he's still got a chance. Exactly. Yeah. Um. hear my cat dying uh yes yeah no that's that's mom feed me feed me mom <laughs> yes typical simon when mom feeds yep yep typical simon when mom feeds him <laughs> you have um, that we watched episode nine of uh the patient are you caught up on that one? We just finished episode eight tonight. We have not watched nine yet. Okay, so episode nine's interesting. Episode eight's one we thought, oh, this is the last episode and was very disappointed with the ending until we realized it wasn't. Yeah, kind of ends on a uh, ping pong game and then, you know, him basically being like, uh, I'm getting another therapist. This one's working. Yeah. Um, what did you think of it? Um very curious to see how it ends. Uh, this mm-hmm. was a good episode because this is the one where he's basically having the conversation with his own therapist in his head. And yeah. at first he's like, my son's an asshole, blah, blah, blah. And then as he digs a little deeper into it, he realizes that he was judging him too harshly. And, you know, he was, he liked his daughter more and, you know, just right. essentially now he wants to forgive him. And then we see the flip side of that, which is Ezra, his son is out. Right. You know, working himself to the bone, putting up missing signs, trying to find his father. And uh, well, through the first seven episodes, my, Kate has been saying, my wife, like, I'd like to know what his kids are doing. Like, who hasn't like because we were like, has anyone reported him missing yet? Like, are the police looking right. for him? Because it's like, well, he doesn't have a secretary. He works out of his house. You know, he doesn't work at an office somewhere. So, like, eventually someone's going to notice he's missing. But I wonder how long it's going to be. And. With his proposed not great relationship with his kids, it seems like it could be a long time before they actually discover he's missing. Yeah. So it was kind of nice that, okay, we see, you know, how this is bothering Ezra, his son, and how he's trying to find his dad. And the support that Ezra's getting from the community and his, his you know, um, for finding his dad. Yep. And... and- it was interesting, like when he brought home those treats for his kids, you know, the candies yes. and stuff that's forbidden. Yeah. And his oldest just like got up and walked out of the room and they just had a silent moment together with father and son kind of mirroring yeah. this. And 
Um, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, you know, Ezra chose to become an orthodox, a very strict Orthodox Jew. Yep. And, you know, uh, we're seeing, I can't think of Steve Carell's character's name right now. It's just stupid, yeah. but I uh, have it right here. Where Stephen Allen, you know, he is, his family's Jewish, but they're not strict Orthodox Jews. And so he was essentially offended by Ezra choosing to become more strict in his religion and judged his son, but didn't realize what he was doing until kind of this episode. Right. So, um, and at the same time, Ezra realized that, you know, he had spent all this time hating his dad and being angry with him. And now he might never see him again. And what good did all that hate and anger do? You know, what was he protesting against? So yeah, they both kind of had that simultaneous moment. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and then everything that happened with Sam, which I have to keep reminding myself when I see him on the screen that this is the same kid who played General Hux in the uh, the most recent Star Wars movies. You know, the redheaded Imperial officer who was such a pain in the ass and such a whiny little shit. Yes, I, I, that's true. That's true. He was. But he, he looked... Like, as Hux, he looked so much older than he does in this. Like, in this, they really made him look like a dumbass kid. Yeah. Episode 9 was good. Now, is episode 10 out now, or does it come out this week? It comes out in the uh, next couple of days, right? Um, t- 25th. Okay. So, tomorrow. Today's the 24th. We're recording on Monday the 24th, so yeah, tomorrow. So, yeah, so that'll be out. We'll, I'm sure both of us, you and I, will be caught up by the time we meet next week and we can talk about the uh, finale. Yes, yes. So that's good. Um, <sighs> I don't think we watched any episodes of Dahmer. Uh, Chucky, episode three. I have not watched any more. Um, what'd you think of it? Um, I was kind of upset because the, if I remember correctly, the finale, well, the finale, the final scene of episode two, um, Jennifer Tilly answered the door and the twins were there, but they were back too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so while we were back to them, so we were seeing the back of their heads. She's like, Oh, Hey, it's so good to see you. And then it cut out. This episode never went back to that. It spent the entire time in the school. Um, They managed to take one of the Chucky dolls that was in the school that they had captured. And they essentially did the reverse of brainwashing on him. Like they pinned his eyes open and made him watch violent stuff. Um, Well, say a la Clockwork Orange, except they made him watch opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they made him watch violent stuff at first and then they switched it over to nice stuff. You know, they yep. made him feel sick from all the violent stuff, and then they put on the happy stuff, and he vomited a lot, but then he became, like, nice, and it was an interesting episode. Um, I just, I felt that it was weird, because we were supposed to see the twins, and we didn't, so. <clears throat> um, have you watched any more Midnight Club? I haven't watched any Midnight Club Okay, yet. I've watched three episodes. Okay. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Um, 
is it an anthology? I know the basic presence behind it, but no, it's not an anthology. It's premise. Excuse me. The premise is it's a bunch of sick, dying children, teenagers living at a hospice center together. And so there's the overarching storyline, which appears supernatural in nature of the kids there. And then the premise is that they get together at midnight and tell stories. So they're hour long episodes, let's just say. And a good 20 minutes, maybe 25 minutes of the episode is them telling the story. So it's unique in that it's kind of like an anthology, except the anthology portion of the story is encapsulated in a longer overarching story of some episode, episode, episode. Gotcha. But it's it's kind of cool. But like, for instance, in the uh, in episode three, uh, one of the kids tells a story, but it's to be continued. He doesn't tell you the whole story. And I don't know if we'll ever actually get the other part of his story or not. And again, what I think is kind of cool is in these 10 episodes, it's like episode three is called The Wicked Heart. And the story was the that the, that the kid tells is a synopsis of the story Christopher Pike wrote called The Wicked Heart, which is a complete young adult novel. Same with uh, Give Me a Kiss, See You Later, Witch, uh, Anya, Road to Nowhere, The Eternal Enemy. So like, I think that's all kind of cool that the stories that they're telling within the episodes are other Christopher Pike books in this entire series is based on a Christopher Pike book. So yeah, I don't know. I just think that's pretty cool. Nice. That is kind of cool. Yeah. I'm growing up a fan and, and reading a ton of his books and everything. It's kind of neat to see portions of those stories come to life, quote unquote, if you will. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I do intend to check it out. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely worth your time. You know, yeah. Uh, I I did not watch the rookie. Um, after you telling me that it's a two part episode with the rookie feds, I I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna skip this week. So, I watched it, and then yeah. I watched part two. Yeah. I may be done with the rookie. No way. So you know how like I sent you that thing, and I was like, yeah, it's a two parter. Yeah. Because it literally popped up a screen in the beginning that said, this is a two-part episode with Rookie Feds. And I was yeah. like, okay. And then like three seconds later, I sent you a message. I already hate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I fucking hated this episode. I I hated everything about this episode. This episode took us so far from the show that we started watching that we liked. Yeah, And I'm going to spoil the fuck out of it for you. I'm going to tell right you ahead. why this show sucks dick now. Okay? Okay. This show starts with a call to a fire happening in a building. Mm-hmm. The fire department gets there, which, of course, Bailey is part of. And there's no fire. So they're all in their gear, and they go room to room checking. And uh, Bailey, of course, happens to hear a woman saying, please help me. And steps into a room where the rug falls out from under her because there was a hole and she's dropped into a metal tank and twists her ankle. And you can already see that this is a fucking Wiley Coyote trap because then like, like the, the grates close above her, not a, not a solid metal door, but great so that you can see her. And the other firefighters come in and they're like, hold on, we'll get you out of here. And, one of them reaches down to grab it and gets electrocuted by 50,000 volts. 
Um, the entire episode is them trying to get her out of here. And it's one of those, oh, everything is absolutely perfectly planned. Like, oh, we tried digging down through the, the floor to reach underneath and there was a um, vibration sensor. And as soon as that went off, nails came up from the bottom of the platform. So she's now standing on nails. But don't worry, she's got her rugged fireman boots on. So that's not going to happen. That's not going to hurt her. And meanwhile, John gets a phone call from Rosalind, who says, guess what? It's me. And you're going to turn yourself into me. And she goes through this whole elaborate thing of having him like, he has to go and ditch his stuff outside. Nobody notices that he's walking away, walking down the street, ditching his uniform, his gun, his badge in a trash can. Uh, but, you know, of course, he's too clever for her. So he turns his radio on to uh, he turns the volume way up so that when they go to call him and say, you know, hey, where are you? They can hear it coming out of the trash can. Um, and. He then has to drive this car down the road and sync up the phone that she gave him to the Bluetooth in the ugly teddy bear that's got Bluetooth in there. Um, and it's absolutely ridiculous the lengths to which not only do they go trying to get the trap cleaned out, you know, and get Bailey out of there, because of course, you know, at some point water starts flowing in and now she's going to drown in the next couple hours. Um, and John has to go meet up with Rosalind. And basically Rosalind says, I want you to kill me. And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, it's friggin' uh, the dark night again. She's like, I've gotten everything that I want out of life. I want you to kill me so that I can absolutely ruin you as the good guy. You know, you will no longer be the good guy. I'm going to destroy you. And if you kill me, there's a webcam right up here. The, the guy who built this super trap because he's the best super trap builder in the world. Um, that guy's watching right now. And as soon as you kill me, he'll release Bailey. But until then she's not getting released. And there's all these fucking things like, you know, they try to cut down in and, or they try to cut the power and there's a generator, but it must be buried underground somewhere on the property. So, you know, there's no way they'll be able to find it in time. And, you know, there's these little metal boxes that keep dropping out this uh, chemical that as soon as it hits water, it bursts into flames. And it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. And then John has to sit there and be like, I don't want to kill you. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not there. And, of course, at the last second, they rescue Bailey and he arrests Rosalind and they walk out and she gets sniped in the head as he's walking her out by the guy who built the super trap. So he snipes her in the head. And then the feds episode is them looking for him and spending half the episode looking for him and the other half with the different members of the team talking about like, Oh, I'm getting divorced. I, I'm not ready to jump into a relationship right now. I don't know that girl's looking at you. You should try to hook up with her. We're in a different city and blah, blah, blah. It was so annoying. It was so awful. And the fact that this was an entire bottle episode, essentially, you know, you've got the house where every cop and every firefighter in the entire area is trying to get Bailey out. Meanwhile, John's off gallivanting, you know, at one point he break checks this guy so that the guy will like, 
um, call the cops on him, you know, oh, this, this car just brake checked me. But instead the guy pulls in front of him and like grabs a baseball bat and tries to fight him. He's like, come on, man, come on. And John gets out. Cause Rosalind's like, get rid of him or I'm going to kill Bailey. So he punches him right in the face, lays the guy out and then reaches subtly into his back pocket and throws his business card on the, on the ground and then like walks back in so that Rosalind can't see it. It was fucking ridiculous. I hated everything about it and it made me not want to watch the show at all. Okay. It 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 does sound shitty. Cause it sounds like you have this super elaborate plan that is just foiled once again instantly. Mm-hmm. And it was also way too elaborate. Like this was the type of thing that a James Bond villain would have put together. Like the the way that they had this set up in this house and the fact that Bailey of the four or five firefighters that went in there, Bailey happened to be the one that fell in there. Like anybody could have fallen in there. There's right, no way that they could have known her. Yeah. There's no way they could have known. So it was, you know, perfectly set up for that. The fact that this guy was able to build this entire thing under this house to catch one person to fuck with John Nolan is beyond believable. Again, and again, James it Bond literally could have been anybody based yes. on what you're saying. It just could have been a drifter that to be wandered her. in there. Yeah. So, yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. I may watch another episode if they get back to the normal stuff. But, I, like, literally, I was watching this, and I was hate watching it by the end. And I was like, I have no interest in this fucking show anymore. So. <sighs> that's too bad because we really really enjoyed this show and we love nathan fillion we do and we did but you know you have to admit the the last several episodes not just this season but last season we've been oh, last season too lot. yeah last season too yeah no doubt about it so The Connors is good. Again, if you liked Roseanne, you'll like this. I'll just keep pushing it. I actually mm-hmm. forgot to continue watching Alaska Daily. Hmm. Okay. But I do plan on checking it out. Um. I watched. I didn't watch. I read the synopsis for House of the Dragon and <laughs> it. It doesn't end like there's no. Uh, it's still political posturing just based on what you're reading. Yeah. Like I, uh, the king is dead. I'm going to be, I'm the queen. No, I'm going to be the king. You're going to recede. Oh, let's ride dragons. I, it just, even just reading, it makes me go groan. So, so my wife hasn't watched it yet. Cause it just happened last night, but she's supposed to tell me. So I, uh, I woke up this morning and I had mentioned this to you before the podcast, but Julia is sick. She's got a cold and uh, I got up for work and she was out there in the living room and I'm like, you're watching game of Thrones. She's like, yep. She's like, I figured it was the finale. I couldn't sleep. You know, I just put it on. I'm like, okay, well let me know how it is. She's like, well, I'm halfway through and I can tell you this. I skipped the last three episodes. I don't feel like I missed anything. I'm like, (laughs) okay. She's like, seriously, like I, I don't feel lost at all. I'm like, okay. So we get, she gets to the end of it and I'm just like, I hear her turn off the TV. I'm like, so how was it? She's like, um, it, it, it was okay. I mean, it, it wasn't great. <laughs> and then she proceeded to tell me about like how it ended. And 
I was just like, that's that's it. She's like, yeah, that that was it. That was all it was. Okay. And people are losing their mind and talking about how great it was. It sounds boring as fuck. It, it sounds boring. And like you said, political and that's it. Yeah. You know, there, there's already these posts out here that they're like, they promised that season two is going to be even bigger and grander and more blood. And well, it has to have something. I mean, there was probably more it blood. It has to be, has to be good to get people I, to watch it. I think the majority of the blood in this season, if I'm not mistaken, was during childbirth for multiple different people. Like, okay. I, I feel like that was the majority of the, the blood that was shown on the screen. Like, even the the uh, attack on, what's his name there, the crab feeder, was pretty, like, contained. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big waste of time. It, see, right here, House of the Dragon is setting up a medieval nuclear war. First off, there's no such thing. You, you, uh, like, a nuclear war involves nuclear weapons um and, and secondly that's just grandstanding that, yeah. that's stupid they may be setting it up but we've all seen what george R. R. martin does when he writes and that is drag things out mm-hmm. so yeah maybe they're setting up a medieval nuclear war but it'll come like 16 seasons from now <laughs> well all of season one was the big setup for the fight and the battle and that'll happen in the first episode of season two and yep. then it'll just be all political gamesmanship for the remainder of the season yep that's my prediction seems uh, about right mm, quantum leap quantum leap so they went to 1879 so it was legitimately the old west because remember we had asked that last yep. week yeah that was my that was my question my query yep um so this was so okay um this is an episode where we again saw more of 2022 than we did of the leap world and what we saw of the leap world just wasn't great i literally like um my first note was it's all about the end scene like that was the yes. best part of it. Yes. It was it was just a monster of the week, if you will. Yes. So he leaps into eighteen seventy-nine. It's an old west town. He's an old aged gunslinger. And the railroad and this crook and these people have come to town and they're trying to scare everyone out of this town called Salvation, where people like of color and different races and and statures in society have come together to live in this society where they can feel like they're better treated. They can make something of themselves. They can do anything. And the railroad wants to take their land and run through it. And so Ben uh, is the aged gunslinger, like I said, who was brought to town to try to save the town, but he doesn't, he's a pacifist. He doesn't believe in guns. So there's a problem. He can't shoot. Um, so all is going to be lost, but then he figures out, oh, we can work together because you're a, you're a chemist and you're a drunk, but you're good with blowing things up and you're this and you're that. And they essentially work together to, he doesn't figure that out. His girlfriend does. Yes, but he rallies the troops and they work together to capture the bad guys. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. So again, it, it wasn't, it wasn't great. 
But it was what it was. Uh, the other side of the tracks in this story is that a congresswoman uh, is there sniffing around uh, because she's like on the on the panel and she's entitled to kind of see what's going down because that's how the government works. And so she wants to talk to everybody. And she does. And basically no one tells her anything. But she kind of figures, hey, based on the electricity you're using and how no one's answering my questions, I'm pretty sure that somebody leaped. And because um, I looked at Ben Song's calculations and he I can't talk to him for some reason. Yeah. So she's like an Addison's here and she was the one that was supposed to leap. So, yeah. yeah. And but so Ben's not the head of security who had been in prison for being a hacker, because that happens on a lot of things. Of course. Um, Basically pulls up some info that, hey, the congresswoman and her brother were involved in a vehicle crash where he died from drunk driving. And uh, everyone thought he was driving, but turns out she was. So you can blackmail her with this. And so Magic basically does. But instead of blackmailing, he's like, if you shut us down, we can't do anything. But if you don't, maybe one day we can save your brother. And she's like, okay. And that's the end of it. So, again, even that, even the 2022 side (laughs) of the story. Was the whole episode was basically throwaway for the last scene, which was this guy in old West garb grabbing Ben and saying, "Ben, you need to stop following me." I know what you're doing, and you need yeah. to stop it. He goes, "What Ben song from 2022? I know what you're doing, and you need to stop it." And then Ben turns and looks at Addison, and then Ben leaps. Yep. And uncharacteristically, we didn't not we did not get to see. What he leapt into for next week, we did all we not. got was credits. Yeah. And then, of course, you had that news story you shared saying that the prediction is it's going to get canceled. Yep. Because some computer program that predicts these kind of things, looks at viewership and such, uh, basically says, yep, we think it's going to get canceled. And that sucks dick. I'm hoping that if it does happen, I'm hoping it doesn't happen, obviously, but if it does, I'm hoping that we get one of these, like somebody says, okay, here's the path we were going to take. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't get saved, if it looks like it's gone, gone, like maybe Netflix will pick it up or something. But, you know, if not, then I'm hoping that they lay it out and go, hey, here's what was going to happen. Here's how we were going to run it out. Well, here's the thing. One of the things that we've commented many times is how it's. How far away, how, how much different is from the original Quantum Leap because we're not seeing just the entire story of the leap. We're seeing what's happening in 2022. We're seeing both sides of it. Yes. And how we're like, oh, it's kind of neat because it's interesting to see both sides of it. But if people are watching this for the Quantum Leap side because they love the original series and they're not getting that, I could see that that's why they would be tuning out. Yes. Sorry, I was simultaneously trying to go back and find the beginning of our conversation so that I'd be queued up for that. But yeah, it's. Yeah. If people were coming into this expecting the original Quantum Leap and they're not getting it, or if people didn't know what the original story was and they were like, I just want a cool sci fi show and they're getting this where it's split down the middle, then yeah, it could be that it's not appealing to either audience. I love it. Um, I, I love I it more because they're comp- handling the original so well. Yes, and I agree with that. And I was going to try to compare this to Manifest as far as, um, well, they kept that show around for three seasons on NBC. 
even though it was absolute garbage. But it had some really good numbers. Holy <laughs> cow. I mean, the first episode was a 10.4 million. And it went down from there. Mm-hmm. But even the season finale was still a 5.36, which is respectable. And yes, it did go down with each season. But when they canceled it, you know, at its worst, it was a 2.76. And Quantum Leap, eh, every episode after the first one has been under that. Mm. So, I mean, ratings wise, yeah, it's not doing the greatest. Yeah. Um, so. Um, da, 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 da. Is it? CSI Vegas. Um, I don't know. Uh, we we enjoy the show. I had a lot of issues with this episode. Uh, I drove Kate crazy with my issues. Really? Yeah, because again, um, unless the CSIs are held differently in Vegas than in the rest of the United States, um, they do not run investigations. They do not lead investigations. They are evidence technicians who gather information and, and present it to the detectives who are investigating it. But this really is like they are in charge of the entire investigation, these these CSI techs. And there's police officers and detectives, and they don't really do a whole lot compared to the CSIs. And, you know, the, the scene at the end of the episode where – the, the the SWAT team, if you will, or the TAC team bust into the residence because it's where they, these murderers are. Uh, a, what they busted into, the, the girl would have been shot instantly in the head because she had a shotgun pointed at someone. Uh, the CSI techs enter the residence with the SWAT guys without their weapons drawn. And then they decide to have everyone leave but Catherine. So she can stand there unarmed, one-on-one talking to this person who's already murdered multiple people, including her partner. And then when Catherine, like, jumps at her to stop her from, you know, firing the weapon or shooting her sister, uh, they made a big deal about how these shotguns were powerful and how the, the people in the videos, they couldn't handle the kickback from the blast. But yet Catherine handled it just fine. Like, that was stupid. Uh, and then when the police entered to, like, take this girl into custody and Catherine's screaming to don't touch her and I'll take care of it. No, they're not. Like, none of that was going to happen. Like, I just had tremendous, tremendous, tremendous issues with all the horrific police procedural portion of the episode. I can, I can understand that. Yeah. No, I, I get where you're coming from on that. I mean, for but- the rookie, for all its faults that we bitch about, the... Mary Sunis of it all. At least they stick to the police procedural part as correct. It's For the just, most part, yeah. Yeah, it's just went kind of, anyways. But I don't know. I still like the show. I just had a I had big issues with that. No, I can completely understand that. We've had similar arguments to other shows, whether or you know games or what have you, where it's something that we know is true or we say no this is not how it actually works and yeah i'm there with you are you did you watch any of the watcher on netflix no so kate and i finished it oh wow all seven episodes and um we enjoyed the series as a whole but we agreed that the ending was very unfulfilling 
Oh, that's too bad. Now, was yeah. this a limited series, so it's done, done? Uh, well, I could see them doing a second season, quite frankly, but it would be like almost like an anthology second season where it's someone watching another house or whatever. Uh, like, okay. not so much these same people per se, but yeah, no, it was just it was it was okay. Like, it was just a very unfulfilling conclusion. But then again, we also discovered that the based on a true story portion, there was it was. It, it was very limited based on actual events. Uh, lots of dramatic uh, creative license in it. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I watched the first episode of American Horror Story. I believe it's New York 1981 is this okay. season. It, it involves very heavily with the uh, homosexual community, specific uh, in New York in 1981. Um, I finished the episode thinking, the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> but I think I need to watch this again. I don't really understand anything I just saw. Okay. I, I will not be checking it out. I haven't yeah. liked American Horror Story for a while now. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm going to rewatch that or watch any more. I just, <sighs> it wasn't great. Um, the only other show I can think of that I watch that we kind of typically talk about is Andor. What do you have? Uh, Andor and Doctor Who. Well, yes, Doctor Who, more of a special. So, well, uh, we watched um, Cold War tonight. So, what's that? Uh, Doctor Who Cold War. It's the one where they're oh, on oh, 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 I thought it was a new show you were talking. No, about. no. Oh, um, okay. So, Cold War, you know, uh, Martian ice monster. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Um, decent episode. It was more of a monster of the week, you know, no real development or anything, but um, I will say as far as new shows, I had mentioned this to you the other night. There's two episodes of the Winchesters out there now. I have not have watched you, either. Of I was them. about to say that if you had had a time to watch either one since we talked. No, no, but we're, we're going away on vacation to Boston this weekend. So, yeah. And this might be a good time to mention this in the show. You've got something going on Monday. I'm going to be away on vacation Monday and Tuesday, so we're probably not going to be recording next week. Yeah, I'm actually Sunday through Wednesday. I'll be in New Hampshire uh, at the APCO Atlantic Conference for work. Yeah, and I'm on vacation Friday through Tuesday. So, yeah, we just we won't record next week. We'll come back the week after. But, um, yeah, that was uh, – We'll probably, if we're down in Boston, you know, I, I'll probably kick on, you know, the laptop or something and boot up the Winchesters, maybe log into something. Maybe I'll bring my Fire TV stick with me and just plug it into the TV there. How many nights you guys staying? Uh, two. Okay. Yeah. Um. So did you watch The Power of the Doctor? Yes. Did Did Julia watch The Power of the Doctor? No, because she is not no. caught up. And I told her afterwards, I was like, I watched this and I can't talk to you about it. We need to catch up so that I can talk to you about what just happened. But but I figured we'll do that later. So because we still got Andor to talk about. Do you want to talk about the power of the doctor at the end of the episode? Yeah, since it's since it just happened last night, it's kind of a worldwide thing. You know, we can leave that till the end. Yeah. And then we'll spoil the fuck out of it. You think? Um. Andor, this was definitely a moving parts episode, you know, um, had a couple of different notes in there, you know, Mon Mothma 
very long drawn out scene, but I liked it of yes. her. Basically it, her and the banker friend were kind of having this very great dance. They weren't actually dancing, but what I mean is like, you know, she's like, Oh, I might need some help with stuff. And he's like, Hmm, my political stuff has gotten a little bit different. She's like, I might be looking for di-. basically they're both cry- kind of trying to tiptoe around. Both of them hate the empire, but yes. they can't really say it outright because if one, yeah. like if he says I'm against the empire, then she's, she might say to him, you know, I'm going to turn you in and vice right. versa. So they're right. kind of feeling each other out and it was really well done listening to them talk and kind of banter it. Um, this is politics done well, in my opinion, you know, it's not game of Thrones where they sit around with holding their balls at a table. Literally, you know, they all have those little crystal balls where they set them down and they get to talk. Um, so I really liked that. Um, the, uh, this was also him basically trying and, or was like, he had the money from his cut of the, the, uh, job. And he's like, mom, we're going to get out of here. Cause now he's come back and he gets to see the results of his actions. You know, he gets to yes. see that there are Imperials all over his town. Um, people are pissed at him. They didn't turn him in, but they're pissed at him. You know, his, his lady friend there is pissed. Um, even his mom is like, no, you know, I, I'm staying here because I see the hopes of rebellion and he can't tell her mom, that was me. Like I was part of that. Um, so he's a little frustrated there, but they, the people hate the fact that all the Imperials are around, that their day-to-day life has kind of been, um, disrupted that essentially the Imperials are looking for Andor and yeah. they're not going to leave. They, they're like, Nope, we're dug in now. We're here. Get used to us. Yep. Um, this whole scene of his mother saying, like, I need to stay and fight. I know that's not you. I know you could never do that. Go ahead and you, you go away. That was interesting to me. Because, again, he, he just kind of committed a, a robbery, but he can't tell her he did. Yeah. Um, I was really pissed off with the ending. Like, it really bothered me. Which part? Uh, the injustice. The, the fact that he basically was just walking and yes. they nabbed him and sent him away for six years for nothing. Yes. They accused him of like, of, of they, you know, the guy accused him of being a part of these people that were running. And he's like, I, no, I wasn't running. I'm, I'm walking. You saw me walking. Yeah. So I, I'm going to the shop. Do I look, I'm just here on vacation. And, and you know, it's just, it annoyed me. Mm-hmm. The whole injustice of it all. Yeah. Because yeah. even the judge seemed bored with it. He was just like, well, well you know. Doesn't let him have a say. This. Doesn't yep. let him say anything. Your opinion doesn't matter. Like, yep. I, that just shit just bothers me. Yep. Absolutely. And he goes to prison for six years. And well, I mean, that's what he was sentenced. Technically speaking, we know that he's been in prison. You know, we. Yeah. So uh, it was. I did make a note. It was uh, neat to see the uh, Imperial security droids. You know, it was not K2SO that we know of, but we saw some KX units. Yeah. Yep. And they were running around and one of them grabbed him. You know, he's like, hang on to this one for me. And he's just like, lifts him right up. He just means watch. Tell him you mean watch. Yeah. Because he was literally (laughs) holding him by the throat. Uh Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Hmm. But I, I enjoy the show. I really like the episode. I'm really liking the series as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have five more episodes left this season. Uh, I don't want to wish the time away, but I am looking forward to them. Um, yeah. Same. Yeah, finishing up Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> yeah. Again, this is politics done right. Like, I was yes. enthralled watching that whole Mon Mothma scene. Um, oh yeah, and it was but it boring, but not boring. Exactly. Yeah. Because they they bantered so well, they danced around it so well, and you actually cared about the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm digging I'm digging the hell out of it. So. Yeah. Movies. You watch any movies? I did not. I got four to talk about. Good lord. Yeah, but one of them's Terror Trips, and we're not going to talk about it until you watch it. Okay. The other one, I cannot remember if I talked about it or not. Okay. My best friend's exorcism. No, you did okay. not talk about it, so, but it's on my list that I've mentioned it like five times to Julia. I watched it a couple weeks ago, actually. And what reminded okay. me was, is I went on Amazon prime to see what was on. And mm-hmm. did you watch that new series? The one with, uh, no, yeah. No. Okay. I know. Uh, anyways, and I just I saw that you're like, oh, do you want to continue watching? Like, no, I don't want to watch the credits again. Thanks. And then I realized, <laughs> oh shit, I never talked about this. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Good. I wanted. It's, it's well worth your time. It's entertaining. It's it's funny. It's poignant. There's it's, it's it's I really enjoyed it. Awesome. I I really wanted to enjoy it. Like I said, I mentioned yeah. it like four or five times, Julie. I'm like, hey, we should check this out. So. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. That's fucking awesome. Um, the other movie, I the other two movies I watched, I watched uh, Bullet Train. Got it from the old Red Box. Had a coupon. Okay. Cost me seventy eight cents. <laughs> so the movie's just over two hours long. Pre credits, and mm-hmm. it's called Bullet Train, and the trailer makes it look like it's fast paced, high action. And it's on a bullet train, which moves fast. Yep. Kind kind of the name of it. Yeah. Um, for a movie that it was very slow. Okay. Like, I'll start. I really enjoyed the movie. Okay. I would definitely watch it again. Um, it just it took a really long time for the two hours to get over. Like you're watching it and you think, <laughs> Oh, it's wrapping up, but there's, it's only been an hour and 15 minutes. And you're like, Oh, this got 45 minutes to go. Holy shit. What are they going to do? Um, so it wasn't dragged and it wasn't, it wasn't long in a bad way. It was just unusual how the pacing of the movie was. Um, but I did enjoy it thoroughly and you should definitely check it out when you have a chance. Okay. Uh, it's not the at the la- top of my list, but it's something that yeah. I, you know, when I saw it coming out, I was like, oh, I'll check that out. Yeah, it's like I just saw that Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was at Redbox. So I'll probably get that because I have another coupon. So I can watch that. Um, and then the last movie I watched was Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, how was that? You know, we watched it tonight, actually, because Wesley wanted to watch it. Um, we went to uh, Jesse's on Friday. Okay. We were going to watch both Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2. 
but we only got through the first one. So I technically watched Hocus Pocus as well. Uh, we, <laughs> we, uh, we got through the first one and then it was like, all right, it's later than we thought. Wesley doesn't seem to be feeling good. We're just going to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, so he asked if we could watch it tonight. So they waited for me to get home from work and we, we watched it uh, after dinner. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was really well done. Um, Excellent. I, I thought it was a good sequel. I thought Disney did a good job. I mean, I, I thought it was really, really good. Like it was a for a story of bringing witches back from the dead. You know, it, it, it was a good story. It made sense. Likeable characters, dislikable characters. That actually gets you a bit emotional at the end of it. So, um, hmm. yeah, yeah. I, Kate and I were talking about it, and we both of us we really thoroughly enjoyed it. And I've heard some people shitting on it, and 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 being very unkind and honestly like you know fuck them to be honest because it was much better than i anticipated awesome yeah that's another one that we've both mentioned a few times like oh yeah. we should check out hocus pocus 2 and then Dude, we just I, have I can't it. believe it's already october 24th i know. You know like i was about to say check it out before halloween which is you know in a week <clears throat> mm-hmm. this month is already almost over so you did not watch any movies. Correct. So trailers and whatnot. Trailers and whatnot. Not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, nope. We uh, we got news that there's a Twister sequel coming out called Twisters. Yeah. Okay. Unnecessary. Sure. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. So this next news story is... It's kind of a journey. So I sent you a thing that says Man of Steel 2 is uh, priority for the new Warner Brothers executives. Yes. So all weekend, the news feed kept saying, you know, oh, we need to talk about Black Adam and that credit scene. Oh, we need to talk about the PS and Black Adam. And I was like, whatever, fuck off. So then today, starting this afternoon, uh, Henry Cavill has gone across all social media and said, yes, that scene at the end of Black Adam is correct. I am returning as the Man of Steel. So now that's ruined. But uh, apparently Henry Cavill is reprising the Man of Steel to the surprise of literally nobody. Like, I, I don't know why everyone's getting so hot and horny about this. Warner Brothers has been mishandling their DC shit for so long. Uh, this is one of the only ones that has been doing well was where Henry Cavill, you know, where it was Man of Steel, um, Justice League, Batman versus Superman, you know, and those weren't even good movies. But, you know, Henry Cavill I, as Superman is one of the consistent things that they've had through here. So I've enjoyed him as Superman thoroughly, and I, I like Man well. of Steel. And yes, yeah. I know people bitch about the ending because he broke Zod's neck. Uh-huh. Um, but Zod didn't give him a choice. Either you kill me or I'm going to kill these innocent people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Like, I, I enjoyed Man of Steel thoroughly. Um, and I liked Henry Cavill's Superman. And I enjoyed him as Superman and and uh and Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice and then um Justice League. Mm-hmm. With the coolest scene in Justice League. 100% the coolest scene is when he's brought back from the dead and he's fighting uh, Cyborg and everybody and Flash is doing his Flash thing running at him and 
we we're in Flash's mode, so we see Flash running. Everyone else is kind of frozen, and Superman's eye just turns and looks at Flash because he's the Man of Steel, and he can. And then he turns in the speed of light. And yes, fucks him up. That that was that was the best scene. Um, yeah, because he's fucking Superman. That's why. Yep. <clears throat> and that's um, why I loved it in Justice League, the Whedon version, where Superman showed up and everyone, all the bad guys shit their pants. Why? Because it's fucking Superman. That's why. <laughs> Going back real quick, uh, I know you kind of skipped over this a little bit, but whatever. Um, the entire series of Highlander, all six <laughs> seasons, was $5 on Voodoo. <laughs> I sent you that, and I'm just like, you're like, I don't know if that's real. And I'm like, I just paid five bucks for it. Yeah. Do you still have your VHS? I don't fucking care if I have the VHS copies. It was six seasons for five bucks. No, like, I was just curious if you did, because I I remember, like, you loved Highlander. Uh-huh. Loved it. And you had, like, while the show was still, I look at the fucking, I spent $300 on this VHS box set. Look at it. Look <laughs> and I got the-, the dagger, and I got the pin, and, the, you know, all yes. the lithograph, and. Like, oh, remember yeah. when you used to get the Highlander magazine, catalog mm-hmm. magazine, so you could actually see all the shit in it, like, you know, pre-internet? <laughs> yes. So that's why I was like, do you still have those money chance? Yeah, I, I paid, <laughs> I bought it, because, you know, with tax, $5.24 for all six seasons is yeah. fucking wild. It, it's insane. That's less than a dollar a season. Yeah. You yeah. Know, now, I, now I sound like a, uh, you know, adopt this child thing, but yeah insane I, I need to do this um highlight so, of the series had 119 episodes <laughs> we just got them all for five bucks that is 22 cents an episode <laughs> so less than a quarter just yeah. flinging quarters at him. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. But I, I still could. I was just like, um, is that a special or just this price? So you're like a special, a special sale. Da 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 da. I don't know. I just went. Well, I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sent it to my buddy Brandon. He and he wrote back, no fuck. Well, I just <laughs> spent five bucks. You know what I mean? Yep. Exactly. I, I messaged Rude. And he goes, damn it! I bought this two months ago when it was seven, when it was eight dollars or something like that. <laughs> See, so I don't even know if 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 Brandon and and Root actually like Highlander or not. But for five dollars, <laughs> they weren't passing up the six seasons. <laughs> like if this was streaming free somewhere, not sure I'd. Oh, I'm gonna randomly throw on an episode. But five dollars, yeah, I'm gonna buy this. Absolutely. Um, um yeah. I sent you the trailer for Creed three. Hated which I didn't hate. I'm not wasn't gonna a watch big fan of, wasn't a big fan of Creed One. Mm-hmm. Loved Creed Two because it was basically a Rocky movie because Sylvester Sloan had a hand in writing and in producing and everything. This is all Michael B. Jordan writing, directing. Mm-hmm. So I'll be I'm I'll watch it. Be interested to see what happens. Uh, Jonathan Majors looks fucking awesome in everything. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I Again, I won't watch it, but it looks cool. <sighs> again, I stopped watching Rocky after four. Um, yeah. 
So we we seem to have a story that Sasha Baron Cohen may be getting cast as Mephisto. Yeah, that's interesting, huh? It is. Uh, I can see it. Yeah, I, I can see him as Mephisto. Um, he, he's kind of got the look without any prosthetics. Um, they're talking he may be appearing in Ironheart when we get that. So, huh. okay. again, it's rumor now, but the source that it came from was pretty good. So I, I'm chalking it up that it's likely to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Jumping back real quick, Jonathan Majors. Yeah. So prior to seeing him in Lovecraft Country, I really I didn't know who he was as an actor. Mm-hmm. But now he's become one of those actors that if I see him in something, I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and then that kind of goes along with the last trailer you sent me today, which I'll jumping way ahead. But Ant-Man and the Wasp's Quantumanium. Mm-hmm. Where he's repri- where he's he's playing Kang the Conqueror. Mm hmm. Uh the villain, just like he did when we saw him in, in the Loki TV series. Mm-hmm. So what, what's your thoughts on that? Um, so you want to jump right to that? Yeah, sorry. I'm just in that mindset. Okay. Um, I, I think that one of the things that we're getting with Kang, based on what we saw in Loki and now what we're seeing in this Quantumania trailer, yeah. is we're getting somebody like... He was the conqueror for a reason. Um, yeah. We already determined in Loki that he was the one Kang that quelled all of the multiverses. Like he quelled everything else to keep it so that his other alternate versions wouldn't destroy everything. Yep. Loki and Sylvie fucked that up. So now the multiverse is back open. Um, so the one that we see in this trailer is some version. Oh, so it may not even be the same one. I didn't consider that. Right. This this is going to be some version of Kang. So this could be a fairly benevolent one. Because yeah. the thing is, uh, as somebody pointed out, two different trailers have gone out that this was not them. So Disney's D23 uh, Expo had a trailer for Ant-Man and Quantumania. Um, and Comic-Con had a trailer. Both of those showed Modok or glimpses of Modok. This did not have any glimpse of Modok. Modok is supposed no. to be the villain. Oh, okay. So this could be another benevolent Kang, or this could be one of the Kangs that, you know, he's happy just living in the quantum universe. Maybe he's the conqueror because he's taken over every multiverse. Yeah. A version of him has taken over every version. So I don't know. Um, the, the trailer looks badass as fuck. Um, I love that Scott Lang finally gets some praise, uh, even though that one guy calls him Spider-Man. Yeah, um, I thought that was funny. But I love the fact that he, uh, like, Baskin Robbins makes him employee of the century. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then his daughter is joining the family business, mm-hmm. getting a little too clever for her own good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they gave us just enough to remind me how much I love these characters, and I don't really need more. Although I kind of do want to see the villain, like I said. But and we did see, you know, Lang's daughter in a in a costume, mm-hmm. briefly in the trailer as well. Yes, so. which is interesting because I feel like we're in the trailer. They all kind of got sucked in there, and I could see why um, Scott and hope would have their suits because it's probably just like they've got it integrated now 
so that it's always with them. Um, but why would Cassie have one? Fair enough. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Because it's a movie I plan um, on watching. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. You shared the trailer of Welcome to the Chippendales. Welcome to Chippendales. Yeah. It looks Let's good. Yeah. It looks good. It, it's another um, one that's based on real events, but I don't yeah. know how closely. Right. Okay, you sent me the trailer, the, the, the Halloween Ends petition launched to reshoot the film following fan complaints, whatever. Fuck those people. <laughs> Um, basically I saw that the director finally had a response today and he's like, you know, it, it was a very odd response, but he was basically saying that, you know, he was, he, he says, you know, you're given a house and you're told to put your own spin on it and you try to do something that's going to change things up a little bit and bring some new life to it. And some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, R.I.P.D. 2, didn't know that was happening. Direct the video, takes place in the Wild West. Jeffrey Donovan's in of it. And that's the only reason that I cared about it. You know, I saw the thing pop up and I'm like, fuck, really? They're making a second one of this? And I was like, no, I don't care. And then I saw Jeffrey Donovan and I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, now I'll check it out. Well, but the first one had Ryan Reynolds and, Bo- and uh, Jeff Bridges. I mean, it's not like it had a shitty, and Kevin Bacon, so it's not like it had a shitty cast. No, no, but um, it still wasn't that great. I saw it at the drive-in in, in Madawaska. I remember that. Yeah. So, uh, plane trains and automobiles getting a 4K and uh, never before deleted scenes. Uh, now, normally I'd be like, "This is an older movie. Do we really need that?" But it's fucking plane trains and automobiles. Like, yeah, I, I want to see some of these unaired scenes. Well, that's the thing is I don't give a shit about the 4K restoration remastering, but I do want to see the un- number four scene scenes as long as it's intertwined in the movie and not just bonus footage. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Uh, ten moments in Halloween and that makes no sense. So I read that. Did you read it? I did. I read it, and I'd say a, a good three, four, maybe even half of them are fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, we, they're just trying to make a ten list instead of just going with, like... Yes. Yeah. Three. <laughs> they yeah. could have done it, like, three. Exactly. So... But there really were a few any. that made sense, but no, I, yeah. I didn't... I felt a bit more justified, but that's about it. I, I am going to watch it again, because sometimes you watch it a second time, maybe it's better. And it's free. So. Yeah, exactly. Free is um, good. A Man Called Auto. Tom Hanks. Crudgingly <laughs> Neighbor. Force, like, I don't know. This this, this looks like a, the non-racist version of uh, Gran Torino. Yeah, almost like, <laughs> yeah. It, it's ba- <laughs> you're right. It's basically the PG Gran Torino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it looks really good. And it looks like the kind of movie that, you know, it's going to, you know, it's going to be a tearjerker at the end or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it'll be Oscar worthy, but it looks like it's going to be a feel good. Yeah, for sure. It looks it looks really good. Like, I definitely plan on seeing it. I don't know if I'll go to theaters or watch it at home, but I definitely plan on seeing it. Yeah. So. 
Um, I sent you the the new trailer for All Quiet on the Western Front coming to Netflix. This looks fucking awesome. I'm sure you'll enjoy it quite thoroughly. I'm sure there's a lot of people who will enjoy enjoy it quite thoroughly. Yeah. Um, this this really does look really, 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 really good. That's a lot of reallys. Because it, it looks really fucking good. So. I don't know. It just looks good. That's all I got you, to say about that. You know what doesn't look good? Oh, what you know doesn't what, look you good? You know what looks really, 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 really fuck you? What? The Killing Tree. Oh, Jesus. Hey, you're welcome. You know, we always give each other shit for like, oh, now I watched it. You have to watch it. This one is the type of thing. Like, I, I don't even know how you found yourself watching this, but you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Whatever you were looking at that was like, if you like this, you should check this out. You should be ashamed. Shame on your house. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that looked really bad, didn't it? Dude, a giant CG Christmas tree with like the little wooden legs and <sighs> he's running around killing people, like people having sex and he's wrapping his light strings around them and, you know, dragging them off and ki- no, 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 no. no anyway uh, anyway um not a huge one but i did send you a thing that apple straight across the board is price hiking um so it's like apple music apple tv plus apple one they're all going up a little bit the only one that i really cared about was apple tv plus it's going up by like i think it was a buck or two bucks um you know, and, and people might be like, oh, it's only a dollar or two dollars. But, you know, it's still a little bit of an increase. But it's Apple TV Plus, the shows that I like on it, you know, Ted Lasso. Um, right. I want to say Subversion, but it's not that. It's um, the the one where they split their brains. Uh, yes, there's I know enough, what you're talking about. Yeah, there's enough good shows on Apple TV Plus that I will definitely keep watching it. I'm not crying because they're jacking up the price by a buck or two. The thing is, all of them across the board are going up a buck or two. So mm-hmm. if you have five or eight streaming services, you know, everything's going up, you know, mm-hmm. five to sixteen dollars for you per month, which, you know, it nickels and dimes you. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I'm still paying less than what I would pay for the basic uh, spectrum cable package. Right. And the streaming services that I subscribe to, I would not get on spectrum cable because. Right. I just at this point I just don't watch a lot of regular shows. I do watch a lot of like streaming exclusive type shows like on Disney Plus or Netflix or even Hulu and and the shows the regular network shows I do watch I get on Hulu. So yep. Or Peacock, which I I use Peacock because of WWE Network or you know right. Paramount Plus or whatever it is. So um I didn't send this because it just popped up tonight while we were talking. Well, I guess one thirty PM, but I didn't realize it until now. Um, they have confirmed that the, the, that Tobin Bell is returning to saw with the next movie. 
must be a prequel or he's used an archive it's be footage something. or it says, yeah. um, you know, Kevin Garrett is set to direct the film. Having previously helmed saw six and saw the final chapter bells. John Kramer officially died in saw three with subsequent films, seeing bell appear in the form of flashbacks and with the character earning an autopsy earlier in the franchise, it would seem unlikely that he'd be playing present day Kramer who had somehow survived. Uh, but yeah, October 27th, 2023, the official statement says the return of bell to the franchise furthers Lionsgate and twisted pictures goal of a film that captures everything. Saw fans love about the films while also keeping them guessing with all new traps and a new mystery to solve. So, okay. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. Yes, you are. I'm going to go. I, to may, the I may watch it. Well, there you go. Maybe, perhaps we go to the theater together to watch it. Mm, perhaps bring back an old tradition. There you go. Steak nights. <laughs> oh, it's been a while, huh? It's been too long, really. Good Lord. What? One of my cats just ran by and it was like nuclear speed. Oh. Well, my cat so, just tried to jump up on the counter and I had to go correct him. Ah. As Not in you didn't that. want him on the counter? Correct. Gotcha. My my wife has a home bakery. We want to keep the cats off of the services she bakes on. I'm sure your customers appreciate that. Yeah, they will. Without yeah. even having to be told that it's happening. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Doctor Who, if you don't want to hear about the power of the doctor, then we'll talk to you next week. Uh, if you want to hear about power of the doctor, then stick around. So, as a whole, what did you think? <sighs> I'm of a couple minds. Mm-hmm. Um, as a whole, I got emotional. Yep. You know, I, I, I cried because it's a regeneration, you know, and yeah. seeing one go away. Um, there were parts of this that I fanboyed out hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the story itself felt a bit trite. Um, it, it had no build up. Like this was not a multi-part episode where we got to build up to this threat. Mm-hmm. It felt like um, it was too self-contained for me. I wanted something that had been building up for multiple episodes. I wanted something that was a callback to the, the enemy she's been fighting. And it just felt like this was more like a, uh, let's throw Cybermen and Daleks. And, you know, so here's my take. Okay. We were spoiled with Russell T. Davies. Yes. We were spoiled with David Tennant's departure as the doctor, how they finished everything off and closed Mm -hmm. everything out. Mm -hmm. How amazing it was. Mm -hmm. Um, Has not been able to be topped. Matt Smith was an excellent doctor. Didn't really care for his regeneration storyline. Peter Capaldi. Ups and downs with me. Mm -hmm. But overall, I appreciated him. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy his regeneration storyline. Yep. Uh, Jody Whitaker, first couple seasons were great, but really Chris Chimble has not done a great job. The last season and these specials, everything was almost like the rookie where everything is stacked on top, on top, on top. It's going to be insurmountable. There's no way we can overcome this. There's no way we can get out of this. Oh, wait, but we did. Yeah. Rather, yeah. rather easily, as a matter of fact. 
in fact, when she said that, you yeah. know, when the hologram first popped up and she was like, uh, this is something I've been working on for thousands of years. Yeah. Makes sense. Absolutely. However, yeah. the fact that it had to be like, she's like, as long as I remembered to like basically zap you with electricity. Yeah. And, and put an implant in you. So how did she know that this was the time? Because the doctor yes. has faced so many times like this. Right. So if you've been working on this for thousands of years, how did everybody not get this at some point? You know, just walking up to Rose Tyler and being like, Zit. yeah, exactly. Yes. No, thank you. Um, I did. I didn't like the forced regenerations. Nope. I, I, I appreciated them throwing back to it because they've talked about those in the past. But. Yes. And I know they did. And doing the forced regeneration was how we got to see the other doctors. Yes. You know, um, so Which that was pretty was cool. That, very cool. That was That's very where I cool. fanboyed out. Yes. Same here. You know, um, seeing. Um, oh, gosh. Is, is it Paul Mann? Is that his name? Yep. He only played <laughs> the doctor in the movie. Yeah, he only played the doctor in the movie, so yeah. it's cool to see him come back, making sure. Hey, by the way, that really shitty TV movie of the week uh, was is it's canon, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, he's come back to do voices for that doctor in audiobooks as well. Yes, but to see him on TV is different, you know. Yes, absolutely. Um, Paul McGann, that's what it was. Yes, Paul McGann. Thank you. So it was great seeing you know some of the older doctors again. Um. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, yes. Having even the in, even the digital creation of, you know, number one. The first Doctor, yes. Yep. Having Ace and and Tegan come back, that was cool. It, I, you know, what I wanted more of was the final the support group scene. I wanted yes. more of that because they were yes. all people. The support group scene was awesome, and that was yes. cut so short. It was like, cut I love so that short, Graham and you didn't back. get to see any of their name tags. Right. I love that Graham came back. I thought that was really cool. You know, and I, was I love that. upset that got, Ryan didn't. Yeah, well, well, Ryan's off somewhere or whatever. Patagonia, um, I think. Yeah, I, obviously the actor wasn't available, but I, I loved that we got Oh, McGann was available. Come on. I love that we got the support group yes. for the companions. Yeah. You know, and I like that Kate was there and she was like, I may be recruiting some of you for work, you know, in the mm. unit. And and I thought that was really, really cool. And I enjoyed it. And, you know, I, I wasn't really satisfied with um, the doctor and Yaz, their kind of closure, if you will. Sitting on top, looking at the earth, eating an ice cream cone like yeah. it, it felt empty felt very hollow compared to some of the others that we've seen. Yeah. So just real quick, because I'm reading it here, the, the support group people have now identified it's Graham and Dan and Kate and Ace and Tegan, but mm-hmm. it was also uh, Melanie Bush mm-hmm. who was the um, companion to the sixth and seventh doctor. Yep. Uh, Joe Jones, who was the companion uh, to um, um, hold on. Does the third. Say on that? The third, uh, third doctor. Yeah. And, um, also, um, Ian Chesterton, who was the companion to the first doctor. And he's the one that's like, did you say she? So I, yeah. I love that they actually got 
the first companion to come uh-huh. back. Well, you know, they got they got it was a companion to the first doctor. Remember, his first companion was his granddaughter Susan. Okay, fair enough. Yes, fair enough. But still, I like, um, I like that they brought back William Russell at yes. ninety-seven years old uh-huh. to play. Oh, yeah. Like I thought oh, that, that was, was great. I thought that was phenomenal. Like I, I love that. Like like that. Okay, yeah. I, I, I liked that. it. I liked it when like Ace saw her doctor. And Tegan yes. saw her doctor. Yes. You know, that was cool. And, and I liked that, like, you know, Ace was kind of okay with how things ended with the doctor, you know? Yep. Uh, but Tegan was not, felt abandoned, which is. Well, because Tegan of... was abandoned, whereas Ace was like, yeah. uh, Ace had a falling out and was like, no, I needed to leave. I needed to go, you know, disagreed. And Tegan was just kind of left behind. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was great because typically when we see these like like in the other Doctor Who specials where we see the other doctors, we don't really see the other companions, or the old companions. Right. They've never really been. So I'll give Chimble a tremendous amount of credit for bringing back the companions. We didn't. Absolutely. See that. Yeah. Also, we've seen Sarah brought, Jane Smith, but that was it. Sarah Jane's really the only one. She even got a spinoff show out of it. And mm-hmm. typically, like we're seeing, you know. We, and, and 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 when we're seeing the older doctors, we haven't they we got a good mix of the other previous doctors that we haven't seen in other ones where they bring the doctors together. Right. Yeah. You know like I, mean? I was totally expecting um, Tom Baker. Tom Baker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like everybody's like Tom Baker will be there. I was actually thinking maybe even Matt Smith or Peter Capaldi at some point. That was that kind of surprised me is that we didn't get yeah. any of the more modern ones. Yeah. And at first, when we saw Paul McGann, I thought for a split second it was Eccleston. And then I realized, <laughs> and then I realized, oh no, 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 not at all, not at all. Oh, he has as soon hair. As he, as soon as he started talking and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wigs. But uh, so there was there was a lot I liked about it for like that that nostalgia fanboy paying homage, you know, all that was great. You know, um, Yaz actually working the TARDIS. And, and with her little post-it notes and stuff, that was great. Yeah, I thought that was great for Yaz. Um, again, we know with the new Doctor, we're going to have new companions, all new everything. Um, what did you think of the actual reincarn- uh, uh, regeneration scene? The true regeneration scene. I can't believe that they gave her such a lame line to go out on. Yeah. You know, uh, to the next doctor, whoever you are, tag, you're it. Yeah. You know, when David Tennant got, I don't want to go. Oh, or or Matt too Smith much, too talking about, yeah, Matt Smith yeah. talking about, you know, I will remember every moment of when I was the doctor. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there just, there've been so many emotionally like right. crushing lines. And she's like, tag, you're it. I'm like, Chibnall, you fuck. Yeah. What the hell is that? So what I've seen is all right. So David Tennant, obviously, that surprised me. Did that shock you? Yeah, because I knew that he was coming back for a special, but I was like, "What the fuck?" And even he was like, yeah. "What?" Yeah, yeah, I recognize these teeth. Touch his face, like yeah. I, I thought that was phenomenal because yeah. I assumed we were gonna see, and I'm gonna butcher the hell out of his name. Yep. Um, but the, uh, uh, the next Nutu, doctor, Nutu Gawa, whatever it is, Shuti. Yep. Uh, we it doesn't matter. The new doctor. 
the the guy from the sex education show. Yep. Scottish. The, you know, I thought he was going to be the new doctor. Like he was the 14th doctor. Right. And now from what I've read, I've read. It's David Tennant, but he's not the 10th doctor again. He is the 14th doctor. Yeah. And he just looks like the 10th doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting. Like I sent you that clip, that preview clip for what's yes, coming which up. I actually watched last night, but didn't want to send it to you. Mm. So you've got him saying, I don't know who I am anymore. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris looking devious. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, who should be 14 looking to be standing in not the exact same, but a similar place to where we saw Whitaker meeting up with the other doctors and saying, does yeah. anybody know what the hell is going on? Right. So I'm wondering if they introduced that so that they could have him in this place saying, I'm supposed to be there. Why is somebody else there? Kind of thing, like a quantum leap kind of thing. I don't know. I know they're they're calling him the 15th doctor. Hmm. And yeah. Catherine Tate is coming back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But they have the, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I don't know. So there was a lot. Okay. So this episode, getting back to it for a minute, had a lot going on and not all of it made sense because it kept jumping back and forth. It wasn't quite sure which story it wanted to tell, you know, the master is rescue kind of a cool gimmick. You know, it it would make sense. Somebody who couldn't die, no matter how hard they tried, seemed to have mesmeric powers. We got to see that in here, which they haven't done for quite a while with the master, but he was always a hypnosis kind of person. Um, So, you know, that was a cool gimmick. But then to find out that that was kind of there because there was also the whole gimmick with the Daleks drilling into the crust of the earth, which was also kind of there with the planet who could cyberfy anything. Yeah. And why did the master have a TARDIS? And why did he make it? Why did he make it look like the police box to mock the doctor? It it was just too convenient. Like he shouldn't have had that, but he said, you know, Oh, I ransacked Gallifrey because you know, he was left there. Um, I, I don't know. It, there was a lot that was, there was too much going on. This should have been like multiple episodes building up to, right. Like, they, they crammed a ton of storyline in this 90 minutes, if you will. Yeah. And it was 90 minutes granted, but it, it just, there was too much. They really should have like limited it down. And it made me not appreciate it as much. You know, it was more like they were just like, Oh, let's hurry up and get to, through to the end that we know you all want to see. And now we don't even get anything for like a year. Right. I know Uh, they keep saying 2023, but they've also said, you know, like end of 2023. Yeah. But that gives Julie and I a chance to catch up. You know, we're nearing the end of Smith. So we've got Capaldi and Whitaker and yeah. I might, I might start, I might rewatch, start a rewatch. It is fun. It is fun to pick up on stuff that you missed the first time. Um, and sometimes, like I said, I found episodes that originally I was like, Oh, this wasn't good. And then I watch it again with her and I'm like, you know what? It is actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, this, 
again, there were so many parts of it that I fanboyed out hard. I loved seeing the old characters. I, I loved the throwbacks, the callbacks. Um, but then there were so many things like yeah. step into the chassis. You are now captured. Like, really? That's it. And I think, I think a big, go, I'm sorry, go ahead. When he said to her, um, your punishment, do you remember how we used to handle, you know, the worst offenders of our people? I thought that he was going to turn her into a weeping angel. Remember back when yeah. we had the David Tennant years and they had those two, that yes. they were like, you know, you will become, I thought that's what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. But instead it was the forced regeneration, which, okay. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say like, you know, for me, like I've, I've kind of always been a uh, big Doctor Who fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like even back in the day, like I loved Tom Baker as the Doctor, like when I was a little kid, if you will, I remember watching it on TV. And yep. so I think that's kind of like a big nostalgia thing because it's like I literally feel like I've been watching the show my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so it's like as soon as the theme kicks on, even though it's a little different each time, it's still the same general theme like since the first episode in the 60s. Mm-hmm. So when that theme kicks on, there's just like a big nostalgia, like feel good feel every single time. Did you notice? <clears throat> okay, so Whitaker's theme obviously starts off with more of the you know bass and the thrumming, and it's like the because yeah. you know it's got the boom, 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 boom. Um, did you notice that at the end when this episode closed out and it faded to black, you got Tennant's theme? No, because I watched it live on BBC America, and when the credits hit, they put the credits down in the small part of the screen, and they uh, talked about upcoming shows and this and that and everything. So, yeah, it was Tenant's version. It was the wow. And then oh, that's as awesome. the, you get to check out the credits, because then in the credits, the, like the second or third screen, it says, and introducing David Tennant as the Doctor. Yeah, so I sat there just going like, oh, my God, that was so fucking good. Like, just really enjoying it. Introducing. Yeah. They uh, The very next thing that came on BBC America was Day of the Doctor. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh, no, must not get sucked in. <laughs> so. So is that about it? Yeah, I think that is. Overall, I was I was very satisfied with the show, with with the with the episode. I was mostly satisfied with it. Um, again, like you said, Chibnall. I commend him for some of the stuff that he did, but I think overall he didn't do a great job with handling the Doctor. I, I know he's a longtime fanboy. Some of his stuff was good, but I think he just he tried to change too much, and you know, now that Russell T Davies is coming back, I think once he takes back over and brings back his world, everyone's going to like the Chibnall era is going to be treated like the, the black sheep, you know, they're going to say, just skip over that part. Don't bother. <clears throat> and that's too bad because well, Jodie Whittaker did a great job. The companions were great. Um, yeah. So I, I feel bad about that, but at the same time, I have a feeling that, that's where we're headed. I mean, the thing is though, I mean, he did write several episodes of Torchwood and Mm -hmm. Doctor Who under Mm -hmm. 
Russell T Davies and everything. Yep. You know, so he's not he's not dumb. No. But, no he's yeah, not. you're 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 absolutely right. Like and Whitaker did do a good job, but it's at the, the same, same time, way. And you and I yeah. have talked about this before. It's the same way that Stephen Moffat wrote some amazing episodes under Russell T Davies. And then when he was the showrunner, yeah, it wasn't as magical. He still had some really good times with Smith and Capaldi, but it just didn't have that punch that we had it, with Tennant and Eccleston. You're right. It wasn't the same. Yeah. So you can be a good writer and not be a good mm-hmm. showrunner. Right. And I'm not saying that either one of them was a bad showrunner. Just they didn't either. They tried to change it too much or they, they mm-hmm. just, they didn't hit it like they should have. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah, I'm excited to see him come back to the show and and what he's going to do with it. Yep. And I'm excited to see David Tennant play the 14th Doctor, apparently. (laughs) Introducing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Even if it's just going to be for that. I don't know. Like, is it just going to be for the 60th anniversary special? You know? Who knows? We'll have to find out. Yep. We shall see. I'm excited for it, nonetheless. Yes, same. All right, I am. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm on the Twitter. I'm Superstar Mel. I'm the Quantum Geek G33K. And that is our show. We'll talk to you later. Bye.